It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. It's halftime, and you kind of know what that means if you're a fan of the Orlando Magic. We're going to talk about the third quarter and how that has become a huge focus for the Orlando Magic and a big part of their last two wins. Plus, we'll recap a little bit about what Markel Fultz did on Monday night ahead of tonight's game. It's all coming up on today's Locked On Magic. Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is March 2nd, 2022. My name is Phil Prosper. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at Philip RR underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we're going to talk a little bit about the Magic's third quarters, why there's been historical struggles in the third quarters, and why it's become a huge focus for the team and a point of success the last two outings. We'll also talk a little bit about Markel Fultz and his debut, what to expect here in Game 2 of the Markel Fultz uh, return tour, as well as preview tonight's game against the Indiana Pacers. But before we do any of that, I do want to thank you all for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. No matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload, whether it's at work, whether it's on the way to tonight's game at the Amway Center, we truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember the Locked On Podcast Network has great podcasts covering almost every team you can think of. Just just search for Locked On in the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. After Friday's game against the Houston Rockets, feels like a lifetime ago because so much has happened, but after Friday's game against Houston Rockets, Wendell Carter told us afterwards that a big point of emphasis in the halftime locker room, and and this has been, I think, true generally for, for the last few weeks, has been to make sure they come out strong. Make sure they come out and play well in the third quarter. It's been a big point for this team for a while now. Think back throughout the course of the season. Uh, There were some terrible, terrible third quarters. Terrible third quarters like Boston in November. I mean, I think they gave up, what, 21-2 run, 21-4 run, something like that, that turned a a relatively close game or a game that the Magic had under control into a runaway win for the Celtics. There was the 17-0 run a month ago to the Los Angeles Lakers at home when the Magic, again, seemed like they had the game in control and then all of a sudden just were trying to claw their way back to, to grab the rope before it flew away from them. Third quarter statistically have indeed been some of the worst times for the Orlando Magic. Their net rating in the first quarter is their worst in of, of any quarter. I think they're minus 15 in the, in the first quarter. And yes, that does suggest or, or imply that maybe there are some lineup changes that need to be made and Maybe we'll get to them. Maybe we won't at this point. Um, you know, I, I I I hear all those discussions. I don't necessarily disagree with them. But the third quarters have also been extremely difficult, and difficult for a bunch of different reasons. 
for the season, the Orlando Magic have, let me pull, pull up my stats here. The Orlando Magic have an overall net rating of minus 10 points per 100 possessions. So again, they're minus 15.3 in the first. They're minus 10 in the third. They, however, play their worst defense of any quarter in the third quarter. They give up 114.4 points per 100 possessions in the third quarter. It's by far their worst defensive rating in any individual quarter this season. Now, why is this the case? Why are, are the Magic struggling in these moments? Well, I mean, there isn't necessarily a clear answer because when you look at, at say, the Magic, you know, certainly maybe before this this late stretch, this last stretch where they've had they had their struggles with that group, but the Magic have the Magic have seen their starting lineup play well in the first quarter. You know, maybe it's, it's been their bench that's given up a big chunk of that lead. And again, lately the starting group has struggled. So you know, I'm not I'm not glossing over that. Again, that discussion about the starting group about the rotation, very fair discussion to have at this point, and and maybe something that needs to change. Although maybe it's too late in the season to do so. But the third quarters have always been a problem, even for that group, even for that relatively successful group. And uh, the reason is kind of hard to discern be- because of that. Why is a group that's been so successful in the first quarter been so consistently bad in the third? Part of the reason is probably just youth and inexperience. Um, coming out of the locker room, understanding how to play, how to, how to prepare yourself um, kind of rebuild that momentum after coming out of halftime. You know, that isn't an easy thing, especially for a young team. Um, that is that is where a lot of games are decided, to be frank, um, is those first few minutes of the third quarter. I, I, I can't tell you how many times I will sit there and say, the first six minutes of the third quarter are going to be really important. You know, you're you're either, either down by like, if you're down by like five, that could be a point where you stay in the game or could be a point where the lead expands out to 10. Um, if you're up by five, that could be, again, a point where you expand your lead or it's a game. Um, and so certainly there's a bit of experience that has to be learned. There's a bit of uh, of the team has to come to understand the intensity that's needed and how to deal with the adjustments. So you've been playing 24 minutes used to a certain way, and now you're going to have to play the next 24 minutes to another way, playing to another type of basketball, to another type of game. Um, I, I, I agree that this is part of the challenge and, and part of what the Magic are experiencing, part of what the Magic are doing is learning how to do all these things. I mean, so much of the season is about growth and development. It's not just individual growth and development, it's team growth and development. Jamal Mosley talks about this all the time, about how players need to see these situations and feel these situations so that, the next time they see it, or the next time they see something similar, they will know how to handle it. And so looking for improvement in the third quarters is, is actually something important. So you look at it this way then. You look at that, look at that trying trying to find improvement. And the Magic's last 10 games, and remember, they've gone six and ten over their last 16, I believe. In the Magic's last 10 games, the Magic have a minus 4.7 net rating. We're not throwing a parade for that. At all. No parade. But to go from minus 10 to minus 4.7, to cut that in half, that's at least keeping you in the game. And that's the other important point. 
winning and playing well in third quarters, it's not necessarily always about winning third quarters. It's about not, for this team at least, it's about not letting those quarters get out of hand. Take that game against Houston on Friday night. Orlando lost the third quarter in that game. The Magic had built up momentum to take the lead. I think they were up by five or six, maybe seven, going into the locker room um, with a really strong defensive third quarter, or second quarter. They come out of the locker room, they give up four quick points, and Jamal Mosley calls a timeout, a quick timeout, kind of refocus them. And from there, the Magic are able to kind of hold Houston off, kind of exchange baskets. In that game, that was enough. The Magic didn't have to win the quarter. They just didn't, they just couldn't get beat up. They just couldn't get beat. They just had to kind of hold their line. And again, this gets to another really important point that Jamal Mosley has been pushing and, 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 and talking about for much of the season, learning how to sustain runs, learning how to absorb runs, you know, understanding that as the cliche goes, this is a game of runs and you have to understand how to slow down runs when they come just to kind of absorb them and also push back. And that's what the Magic did Friday. And that's why even though the Magic lost the third quarter Friday, I think the Magic came out of that third quarter feeling like they did something really, really well. Monday night against Indiana, Orlando just obliterated the Pacers in the third quarter. They won that quarter 31-18. to It was a big difference in the game. They forced 10 turnovers. I believe they got um, 12. No, they didn't get 12 points. They got like 18 points, I think, off those 10 turnovers. They pushed the pace. They controlled the tempo of that game. That was a huge victory for them. That was a big win for the Magic that they were able to win that turnover battle. And their defense was able to create the offense. And that, again, multiplies everything. Um, the Orlando Magic know they have to defend well. That's going to feed their offense. That's going to make them better in the long run. So again, it's not always about winning the third quarters. It's about maintaining and sustaining the momentum. Orlando's had its struggles, no doubt. And this is an area where young teams are going to struggle, especially um, because they just they don't know how to absorb these runs. They don't know how to kind of bounce back. They don't know how to deal with halftime adjustments is to, to whatever degree they have. They don't know how necessarily even against veteran teams to, to know how to handle a veteran team locking in a little bit more when, you know, the magic, our team, that's going to catch some people by surprise third quarter is when those veteran teams say, okay, we're done playing with our food. We're going to lock in here. And Orlando has to up their intensity. And, and it's been something that's been discussed throughout the course of the year that, you know, Orlando doesn't necessarily have an extra gear. Like they, they have their gear. They, they, they play well, but when teams, go up a gear like we saw against Memphis, like we saw against Phoenix, like we even saw a little bit against Utah when Utah really poured it on Orlando um, in, in early on in that game. They did a little bit in the third quarter and then certainly in the fourth quarter. Those teams have an extra gear that they can get to to, to, to wake up from struggles. If the Magic are struggling, they have no chance. So they got to be locked in the whole game. And so this all gets back to that big point that this team is having to learn this year. How do you play a 48-minute game? I know I use this analogy a lot. I felt like for most of the season, the Magic could play a 40-minute game and there'd be eight minutes where they're just dead in the water. I, I, I would say over the last two, three weeks, that time period has started to shrink a little bit. Like they're playing now 43 minutes, 44 minutes, 45 minutes. Monday and Monday and Friday, you know, Monday, they struggled a little bit defensively early on in the game, but they largely played a full game. Friday, they played a full game. And that's really what the point of these third quarters is. Can you play a full game? Can you play with the same intensity? Um, 
play with the same intensity and focus throughout the course of the game. And if you do that, as we've seen in the last two outings, you can give yourself a chance to win. We'll talk a little bit about Marco Fultz's return once again, kind of bring that back a little bit coming up here in just a moment. But first, NBA fans, are you looking for a daily fantasy option for the NBA? Then you need to try the award-winning app, Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. I love this game. I've been playing it for a little while, and we know you are going to love it too. Here's how the game works. You pick two to five players and an over-under on their projections. You can win up to 10 times on any entry. And it's just you versus projected numbers. You play some of those other daily fantasy games. You're playing up against thousands of people. A lot of them are professionals. A lot of them have multiple entries, multiple chances to win. You have to get things exactly right. Even if you pick a good team to have a chance to win it, to get in the money. And even then, you're, you're, not re- you're not really winning a whole lot. You're lucky if you make your money back. Prize picks is completely different. It is completely you against the house. It's completely you against prize picks and their picks. And so you have to, you, you, it's all you making the decisions and you have a really good chance of winning. I win all the time on prize picks. Prize picks offers a variety of options and props to pick from, uh, from points scored to rebounds and even steals. They even allow mixed sports entries. If you want to hit some college basketball games or hockey in, in your in your mix of, of prize picks and your prize picks entry. For a limited time, prize picks has an exclusive no-brainer of an offer for all of our users. Users get $50 for free if a player in your first prize picks entry scores a single point, but you have to use the promo code NBA. That's right. This is an exclusive offer available to locked on fans. Sign up today and use code NBA for $50 for free if a player in your first prize pick entry scores a single point. Definitely check this out. Prize Picks is a fantastic alternative to your daily fantasy game, and I know you are going to love it. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home, but I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on. Must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. We want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us. When you're done listening to us, check out the Locked On Now podcast. Nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. Obviously, the big news for the Orlando Magic remains Markel Fultz's return and remains um, getting Markel Fultz back in the fold. I, I have not felt Magic fandom buzzing like this all year. Um, it has certainly been refreshing to see him on the floor. It's floor. It's been 
a long time coming. And I think a lot of us, certainly I felt this way. Um, we're not expecting Fultz to be this good this soon or to make this much of an impact um, this this soon. Um, 10 points, six assists, five for seven shooting. Um, his defense was pretty good, actually, I thought. Um, you know, I didn't, I wasn't watching it too closely at that point. Um, but just to have Fultz on the floor, just seeing him kind of do the movements that we're used to seeing him make, um, play the way that we're used to seeing him play, it, it was just, it was just outstanding. Um, again, like I said yesterday, like I wrote yesterday, could not have asked for a better debut. Could not have asked for a better in- reintroduction to the league, a bit better reintroduction uh, to the team. Um, it was, it was so good. Again, like I, I'm still buzzing about how awesome Markell's return was, um, and a lot of Magic fans are too. So much so that I saw a lot of the discussion was already turning to, well, what does this mean for the future? What does this mean for the rotation? You know, does this mean that Markel, how soon can Markel start? How soon, uh, you know, is this going to push Cole Anthony to be a sixth man because Cole struggled with his shots so much in that game? I, I think those questions are still very, very premature. As I think it was Jamal Mosley or, or Markel Fultz put it, before Monday's game, he's kind of treating these final 20 games as sort of a training camp. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know when Markel's minute restriction is going to, to, to be released. I would still expect him to play about 15 to 20 minutes, you know, on the shorter end of that, closer to 15 than 20 um, for the next couple of weeks. Uh, I would not expect him to play both games or the back-to-back this week either. Um, so this weekend either. So he won't be playing uh, both Friday and Saturday's game. And so we'll figure out which which game he will ultimately play or which game he'll ultimately sit out. If he if he does, maybe they will play in both games because um, he does look a lot you know healthier and better than I think we all anticipated. But I think we should lay off the questions about the future for now. A, we only have one game. And while Markel played really well in that one game, you got to do it again. It's all about consistency. It's always about, it's always about how, what can you do every single night? And again, we know Markel, we know he's a veteran, uh, you know, to some extent. Um, we know that we, we trust him, that, trust him that he's the kind of player that just kind of stays on the level. Um, I, I, I don't think, I, I don't necessarily think that, that, you know, I, I, I think we're going to see some downs from Markel. So just be ready for it. I'm not here to put, I'm not here to put uh, water on your, on your parade or, or douse, douse to the, the flames of excitement here. Um, that's the metaphor I'm looking for. Um, but it, it's going to be a process still with Markel Fultz. Um, he's had a really nice game, had a really nice debut. There's still a lot more work to do. There's still a lot more to do for him in his recovery. Like I've, I've kind of been positing this. This these last 20 games are really part of his recovery. It's really the last step of his recovery. So there's still going to be some checks being done. There's still going to be some some analysis being done. And, and you know, maybe he will be good enough, or maybe he will be strong enough that they want to see him start or play with the starting group more. Um, as several people on Twitter pointed out, Magic made it a really big focus to play Markel with people he was comfortable with. He played a lot with Chumo Kiki, played a little bit with Cole Anthony, not a whole lot. Um, played a lot with Terrence Ross, played a lot with guys that are going to make his job easier. So there's still there's still a lot that has to be done with Markel, including some of that experimenting with lineup groups and lineup combinations, seeing him with Jalen Suggs, seeing him with Franz Wagner, seeing him with Wendell Carter, you know, seeing him with Markel Fultz, seeing him with uh, Cole Hainty. Of course, we're going to see him with Markel Fultz. Um, but I, I want to make it just make it very, very clear that, that there's still a lot more to do. Um, you know, we're not we're not at the final phase of Markel Fultz, so to speak. We're not at that final grouping where you can just kind of let him loose and do whatever. There's still going to be a lot of ups and downs to come. But again, if this is the baseline, if this is 
this is what we can expect from Markel Fultz. You know, things are going to be really, really good um, because he, he, regardless of the stats, regardless of anything else, he managed the game really well. He controlled pace really well. He looked comfortable out there. And again, we'll see what defenses do to him now. Malcolm Brogdon's expected back tonight for the Indiana Pacers after a long absence. That's going to change their rotation up a little bit. It's going to push, you know, maybe more matchups against Tyrese Halliburton. Uh, you know, you know, obviously TJ McConnell's not going to be out there. So that's, that's going to be um, a little bit of a relief to, to Fultz. But um, there it's, it's, there's, there's Fultz still has a long, long way to go. So be excited. Absolutely be excited. I'm excited um, because, you know, I want to see what he does in the second game. I want to see how he reacts. Um, you know, he is still going to be a huge storyline and huge part of this game. Uh, but, but in addition to being excited, um, you know, uh, be beyond, beyond just being excited, just understand that it's going to be a little bit of a process. Um, you know, it, it, the, the, the subtle things are going to matter more than the stats in a lot of ways. Um, and honestly, it's, it's going to be about how does he control the game? How does he continue to control the tempo? How does he do all these things that, he needs to do to succeed. We'll talk a little bit more about tonight's game against the Indian Pacers coming up here in just a moment. But first, this is the time of year where I've pretty much given up on all my New Year's resolutions. I am trying to get back on the bike. I read this copy every time. I'm like, nope, nope, nope. I am getting back on it. And then I go grab a couple Oreos because I'm 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 I'm, I'm addicted to Oreos. But I'm going to stick to my resolution at least to work out a little bit more and to give myself the energy that I need to get through my day, the healthy energy to get through my day. And that's why I turn to Built Bar more than ever now, now that I'm working out a little bit more, now that I'm looking for healthier snacks to, to, to see my chocolate uh, my chocolate uh, um, craving, Built Bars have been a huge plus for me. If you haven't tried them yet, they are the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They even have these things called puffs. They're protein-infused marshmallows. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy, and yeah, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. So if you need that chocolate fix but don't want to kill your calorie count, Built Bars are the bars for you. Puffs are a fan favorite, and they come in some incredible flavors like yummy cinnamony churro, a, an Orlando special, coconut marshmallow, and banana cream pie. All Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate, so you get that chocolate fix with a low-calorie bar that is high in protein. So replace your candy bars with these, Supplement your workout with these and you will not regret it. Go to built.com and scroll down to the macros chart. You'll be blown away by what you'll see. Most built bars contain 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four grams of net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. The original built bars come in amazing flavors like mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, and new for this month, white chocolate cookies and cream. They're all delicious and new flavors come out all the time. So check out the website to see what special flavors they might have. At Built Bar, they are all about the taste. And I can tell you from the bars that I have had, they taste exactly like what they say on the box. They make a they make it taste delicious first, then figure out how to make it healthy. And I don't know how they do it, but they do pull it off every time. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. 
We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. The Orlando Magic back in action at the Amway Center tonight against the Indiana Pacers. So another rematch uh, as the NBA's tried to group games together a little bit, um, tried, trying to reduce travel a little bit. So the Magic have had a few of these. They played both games up in Milwaukee at the same time. Milwaukee came down here, played both games against Orlando at the same time. So Orlando getting a, a double dose of the Pacers. Um, and actually, you know, scary thought here, chance to sweep the season series against Indiana. Um uh, I, I will I will never not laugh that the 21 and 61 Orlando Magic in 2004 um, swept the Washington Wizards. Um, I, it, it always made me happy that the Magic were able to sweep one team in the league um, because it, it, I just said, like, look, the Magic may have had the worst record in the league, but the Wizards are still worse than us. We beat them four times. Um, yeah, it, look. The Pacers are definitely a team that's struggling um, a little a little bit, but you know I, I think that this is going to be a, a much more difficult matchup than what we saw on Monday. A, the Pacers are on the back end of a back-to-back on Monday. Why the NBA scheduled things that way, I will not know. This probably should have been a Tuesday-Wednesday back-to-back. Uh, again, without travel, that's not a huge deal. But uh, I guess the Solar Bears had to play had to play their afternoon game on Tuesday, so that probably would not have worked out. Um, but nonetheless. Um, I do think that this will be a much more challenging game than what the Magic saw on Monday. A, Indiana got all those turnovers out of them on on Monday. They're going to be really focused on limiting their turnovers. And Orlando, outside of the turnovers, had their struggles defensively. They were able to force turnovers. They were able to turn those into points. Like 20, I think it was 20 turnovers or 22 turnovers for like 25 points or something like that. Um, The Magic were able to turn those mistakes into turnovers. So if the Pacers eliminate those mistakes, all of a sudden the stakes of the game change. The Pacers shot the ball really well from three. I think they were plus 40% from beyond the arc. They made like 15 threes, I think, in that game. Big reason why they pulled ahead so much early in the game was they were just draining threes. Now, maybe they don't have that three-point luck this time, but with Buddy Heald, with Tyrese Halliburton, with Malcolm Brogdon coming back, this is still a team that has a lot of three-point weapons. It's still a team that can beat you from beyond the arc, and that's an area where the Magic can and have struggled. So the big focus for me, if I'm the Orlando defense, not so much on forcing turnovers like they did the last game, although definitely get them if you can, limit the three-point line. Guard that three-point line. The Pacers are not a particularly strong team on the interior right now. Orlando pummeled them inside. Um, you know, again, Jalen Smith will be back. He really he did a really good job against them before his ejection. Um, there are a lot of elements in this game that are going to be very different from Monday. And so Orlando's got to be prepared for that. Orlando's got to really be focused on slowing down the, the, the three-point shooting, which has not been easy for the, against this Pacers team of late. This Pacers team's been playing incredible offense. However, that defense is still really, really bad. And so Orlando's got to stay with it offensively. Um, are they going to have eight players scoring double figures again like they did the other night? Probably not. Um, again, is Marco Fultz going to be going to be the same kind of player? We're going to find out. I think that's a big mystery. What's what is Marco Fultz's baseline here? Um, they're going to have to get Cole Anthony going. 
Jalen Suggs is going to have to have another really solid game like he did on Monday night. Um, so we'll we'll see we'll see what elements stand and what elements don't uh, in this game. This has been a really fascinating matchup. The Magic Pacers games, both of them have been really good, obviously for Orlando. Um, but obviously, there's still this is still a really tough. This is going to be still a really interesting matchup, and I think it should be a very entertaining game tonight at the Amway Center at seven o'clock. Tip off again at seven. Orlando taking on the Indian Pacers. They'll go on the road to finish the week um, or, or over the weekend before coming back home for a few more home games because. The Magic are essentially home the rest of the season. But I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Search your tune in, Himla, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. And for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. I want to thank everyone who's newly subscribed to the podcast to the podcast on YouTube. We're now almost up to 400 subscribers on YouTube, so I appreciate everyone who has joined us on YouTube. If you haven't done so already, you can watch our pod as well on YouTube as well as download it wherever you download podcasts. You want to thank you again for making Locked on Magic part of your day every day. We'll talk about tonight's game against the Indiana Pacers on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Magic. But now that you're done with us, make your second listen Locked on NBA. Locked on experts covering the biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available everywhere you get podcast. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily, Locked on Magic has been Phil Roth and Reich. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.